From the Financial Times in London, I'm Patrick Jenkins, the FT's financial editor, and this is FT News. Which European financial centre stands to win the most business from London after Brexit? Well, to discuss the evidence so far, joining me in the studio is Martin Arnold, our banking editor, and down the line we have Hubertus Witt, who is head of Frankfurt Mine Finance, the lobby group for Frankfurt as a financial centre. Martin suggestions that Frankfurt is winning the race among European financial capitals to steal business from London once Brexit happens. Of course, Article 50, which will trigger Brexit formally, is due to happen next week. You've picked up a lot of anecdotal information along with colleagues. What exactly did you find? We found that it really depends by type of business that's moving and what they already have in place as to where they're moving things. But overall... The overwhelming opinion of most people we spoke to was that Frankfurt is coming out ahead of other potential alternative financial centres. There are honourable mentions for Dublin, which is favoured by several financial institutions because of its language in particular, also legal system, very similar to the UK. Several banks have got large operations there already, so that favours Dublin. Some Japanese banks are looking at Amsterdam, for instance. HSBC has strongly indicated Paris. That's for historical reasons. They did an acquisition there a couple of decades ago that stands them in good stead. So that's where they will move some of their investment banking activity. But I can sum up the view of some of the senior city leaders that we spoke to. John McFarlane said, you know, over a long period of time, activity moves to the centre of gravity. And the location of the ECB in Frankfurt is an example of this. So it's really regulatory reasons as much as anything else. And John McFarlane there was the chairman of Barclays, but also head of the City UK lobby group. So he should know what he's talking about. Yeah, exactly. Now, I would insert several caveats here, if I can, very quickly, Patrick. One is that London has a lot of advantages, including its scale and ability to house and educate the offspring and entertain and wine and dine hundreds of thousands of financial service professionals. People are seriously sceptical about the ability of places like Frankfurt, Dublin, Luxembourg, even Amsterdam to achieve that. So we are talking here about a few thousand jobs. I think Frankfurt has expressed a hope that ten to 20,000 jobs will eventually move across. But I think that's over the medium term if it's a really hard Brexit and a lot of activity does leave London. But in the first instance, I think we're going to see institutions moving a few hundred, at most a thousand or two thousand jobs out of the city. So when you're talking about the city of London that's got hundreds of thousands of jobs in financial services and then if you add in all the ancillary services, it's much greater than that. In the first instance, it's likely that a lot of these jobs will stay in London. The other thing to say is that a lot of Wall Street bankers have expressed the opinion it's actually going to be New York that's the big winner here, especially when you take into account the tax cuts and deregulation that President Trump has promised, which should make the US a much more attractive place to do business for some of these firms. So they might just move international activities they're doing currently in London back to New York. And then, of course, there's the attractions of Asia, because that's where the real economic growth is. So why not move some of that global business to Asia? But the institutions are reluctant to make any big moves until they know the final outcome of the Brexit negotiations, the so-called Article 50 process, which starts next week as a two-year process. But it may be several years before the final outcome and all the dust has settled. And at that point, they may take more drastic moves. Well, let's hear what the view on the ground in Frankfurt is. Mr. Witt, you must be delighted with suggestions that Frankfurt is winning this race. 
I certainly am, and um, I can only reinforce that impression because we very much have uh, indications that the majority of banks that are looking at making their decisions within the next couple of weeks and months are having Frankfurt on their shortlist. And there are very good arguments that speak in favor of Frankfurt, particularly economic arguments such as costs, such as closeness to regulators, as well as uh, talent pool and other aspects that clearly make their way through the decision chain. You've got the same type of anecdotal evidence, I guess, as we have in our reporting. Do you have anything concrete in terms of property commitments that have been made by any banks or pledges by anybody? I'm very much in the same situation like you. So specific names are difficult to get by. I'm still working very hard on some of the banks coming forward and speaking out. But there are clear indications from a Swiss bank, a Japanese bank, an Indian bank, as well as the majority of the American big five, that we have good reasons to believe that we are in front of the queue, as well as looking at new rentals in the Frankfurt market, which have been up for 75% in the second half of 2016 and still going strong. So if you take all those indicators together, I think uh, we have a very strong case here. How soon do you think we will have public announcements around this and how significant will they be in terms of numbers of jobs? Well, I think everybody is waiting for the 29th of March. Now, finally, the 29th of March with the Article 50 has been set. I don't believe anybody will speak out before that date, but soon after I'll expect a lot of announcements. Okay, well, we will uh, come back to that over the next couple of weeks then. Hubertus Witt, thank you very much for joining us. This is an abridged version of the FT's Banking Weekly podcast, which you can download from ft.com slash podcasts. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellingcat.com.